1: linkedin the place to be to be with your amex card entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last make every tap
0: music to your ears
2: this is your moment your time to shine your comeback You're listening to Studio 22. Welcome to Studio 22. I'm Brock O'Hearn. I'm with my co-host Will Meldman, and we're sitting with Cole Swindell. How you doing, man?
1: I'm good, buddy. Good uh, Good to see y'all. How y'all doing?
2: Good, man. Enjoying yeah. Nashville? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Will's first time out to Troubadour? First time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No. That's crazy. I figured you would have been here by now, but this is uh, one of my favorite places I've ever been, man. So glad y'all are in town and appreciate y'all having me on. Yeah, man, thanks for coming. You uh, you a big golfer? I am. I uh, that's what. Yeah. Other than music, that's kind of my. I think I need more hobbies, but golf is. It's been I started you know playing at a young age, and it's just you know if I'm not writing songs or singing them, that's what I want to be doing. Playing golf with the boys and just uh, cool. hanging out. So this is the perfect place for that.
0: What's your favorite thing about the game?
1: You know, I'm not that great at it, so it probably isn't even the actual golf. I think it's just the the hang and just to be outside. I mean, that's my one thing, you know, outside of work that, that I just I can kind of relax and, and have a good time. And that's uh, some of my, you know, best times I've ever had have been on the course with my best friends. And um, I just – I love the game. I'm a big fan of it. And I think a lot of it is just my dad, you know. He's who taught me how to play, and it's just always been – he always told me, you know, this is something hopefully you can play your – the rest of your life, and uh, played a lot of sports in high school, but um, kind of grew out of those, and now golf is really, that's uh, my, my passion, other than music. It's yeah, great.
0: absolutely. You you can also, like, get to know someone really well on a golf yeah. course, right? Oh, yeah, and that's
1: it's just a, <laughs> I feel like a lot of business meetings, a lot of deals get done on the golf course, you know, so I'm, and I think the, the pandemic, a lot of, you know, country music artists and songwriters, wasn't really a lot to do, and I think a lot of people, <clears throat> You know, either got into golf or got back into golf. They hadn't played in a while, and I just think, uh, you know, that was one of the things that kind of got me through all that was, you know, if I wasn't writing was getting outside, being on the golf course. So it's just a, it's an awesome game. Yeah, absolutely. How do you like uh, the course here at Troubadour? I mean, <clears throat> I'll never forget uh, the first time I met Will stelly out here, and we drove over the hill right there by luthers and just that view i mean i was like there's no way i'm not going to be out here i mean <laughs> this is it's just but i, I know i mean i, I had never been to, but to a couple of properties before this and to to just see it and to know that this is the city i moved to to chase a dream just the landscape the surrounding just it's tennessee man and uh, but it's got the the discovery land feel to it and it's just um i just can't believe I've, my dream was always to live on a golf course, I just always say I never knew it'd be a course like this, man. And I've uh, a <laughs> dream come true. And like I said, I promote it. I uh, I wear it yeah. all the time on the road. The logo is just uh, something I'm very proud of, proud to be a part of. And uh, so I'm always, always trying to spread the word. And I know anybody that's ever been out here with me, they, they're they blown away just like I am every time. I'm still not used to it. And that's the cool feeling, you know, just yeah. every time you see it. And you've been out here for a couple of years then?
2: Yeah, so yeah. Still? I got um, out maybe. here
1: pretty early. I mean, the first... Uh, that I think it was the tournament that um, we had for after Bakers Bay got messed up, and and they, it was a charity to raise money for that. And that was the yep. you know the first time I really got to play it. I played with your dad uh, first. I birdied the first hole first time I ever played it. That was one of my coolest yeah. stories uh, <laughs> out here. Was in front of him and just. I think Holly was in the group with us, and I stuck it up there close, and he even putted it in for me. I'm like, this is not real life. Uh, Brett Hole <laughs> just made my first birdie putt out here at Troubadour, so that's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, he's a great guy, man. Yeah, yeah. We were talking with Holly
0: yesterday, and you know, he mentions too, like how much he loves music. Yeah. So it's cool to see just all the worlds collide and all the people meet,
1: and that's uh, that's what I love about. It. I mean, just uh, you never know who you're, who's going to be out here, and it's just uh, everybody. Cool and um Holly's become one of my good buddies out here. It's just you know, growing up a huge sports fan, you you know out here, you run into a Hall of Famer just out here playing golf oh, and man. he's dang good at golf too. So, uh, oh, yeah. so he's he's just a, one of the, the best dudes I've I've met and glad that glad he's out here too. So that's awesome, man. Yeah. I was reading uh and I'm sure I don't know if you told this story a million times by now. No, but you're fine. But how you got
2: started with yeah. uh merchandise and Luke Bryan?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh you know, when I was in college, I went to school at Georgia Southern University. That's where Luke um, was in college. He had already moved to Nashville by the time I met him, but we ended up, we were in the same fraternity, just, you know, years apart. But he he had come back to uh, to do a show, and he stopped by the fraternity house and asked if he could change his strings on our uh, front porch. And we're like, yeah, that's fine. He had to get ready for the show, and he asked if he could play a song that he had written. And at that time, I was just singing cover songs in bars. You know, I didn't really... I didn't really understand that there were people behind writing the songs. I mean, this was early on in my college career and uh, he played this song and I was just blown away. I was like, wait, you wrote that? And that really, you know, that moment right there started something. I, I think that's when i realize that, hey, I have to be able to write my own songs. I got to be able to make people feel like this. I can't keep just singing cover songs. That's like cheating, man. That's, you know, of course they know all those songs. So that's really what motivated me to move to Nashville. And when I got there, um, you know, I had to have a job. I didn't move to Nashville to sell t-shirts. I think that's why people find my story so like, you know, like, what I don't know if they really took it serious at first because, you know, that's just, it's all perception. And for me to go from selling t-shirts to you know, writing songs for other people and then finally getting a record deal. Luke um, has always been good to me, you know, and, you know, I think that time on the road selling t-shirts, even though that's not why I moved to town, it allowed me to be around the business. It allowed me to yeah. watch him as a new artist, how he handled things, how he treated people, how just the business worked. So I feel like when I got my chance, um, I was, it's like I'd kind of been there, but not really. I, I'd never like been the artist. And I just think those days with him really shaped, uh, you know, the way I treat the business and, and everybody around me. And I uh, Luke is a, a big deal, you know, of why I'm here. And uh, just, you know, can't thank him enough.
2: That's awesome, man. Yeah. It's like uh, in the film industry too, you know, we do a lot mm-hmm. of shadowing of directors and, you know, PA work and stuff yeah. like that when we're starting out. And it really is like, well, if you're shadowing some of the greatest people in the business, you know, you just pick up the habits. If you're smart enough, you know, pay attention right. and, and then just adapt it to you. And that sounds exactly what
0: you
1: did. It, and that's what I love about just, you know, whatever business you're in. I think if you know it, it depends on you got to have good people around you good people to to learn from and and even now me i'm not the new guy anymore being around mm-hmm. for 10 plus years it's like you see new artists you believe in and you know how you know folks have given you a chance and opened doors for you and it's just that's that's how you can you can't really thank people for that all you can do is kind of pass it pass it down and i think that's what we're you know all trying to do country music's just a big family and uh you know you you realize that you wouldn't have got here by yourself and and to be able to now hopefully help some new artists you believe in the way you've been helped. is just That's just how it works, man. That's cool. Yeah, pay it, it forward, right?
0: Shay was talking about, you know, the importance of collaboration yep. and how that can really expand your audience and get you into new markets and, and really obviously more from like a creative perspective can help you grow and um, the importance of that. And like, like Brock was saying um, in film, doug ellen let me shadow him on entourage oh wow season six or seven (laughs) one of my favorite shows of all time (laughs) yeah no shout out to doug and all those guys um but you know it's just there's nothing quite like it i mean i'm not comparing it to your experience it's just like really learning from people that are actually doing it and and like it it was so valuable i can't even put like a
1: it, Numeric, yeah. I know what you mean it's, it's like you can tell somebody but to watch them do it and to be around it that's different than somebody just trying to explain how something works and I think you know if you're lucky enough to be around somebody that that somebody you look up to somebody you respect and to learn you know from from the best is is pretty you just realize how fortunate you are and uh, I think that just the help we've been given I think that is what makes us want to like hey man someday I could be helping somebody else get to where they want to be and I think that's just you know part of just um part of it so yeah man that's it
2: how was uh how was it going from you know sh- basically shadowing and the merchandise and the whole deal to
1: writing to with luke performing going on tours. Yeah. yeah i mean that's you know i when i was out on the road i you know when i wasn't selling shirts i mean any free time i had michael carter who's still in luke's band he's produced uh you know, a lot of the, my music over the years and we started writing together a lot of you get to write a lot of bad songs before you get to the good ones. So mm-hmm. for me, um, I wouldn't really play anybody my stuff to Cause I just knew it wasn't quite there, you know, but the, you know, whatever that first song was that I had the guts to play for Luke. Cause I thought it might be good enough. You know, I think that's what really started everything kind of caught his eye. Like, all right, maybe you, uh, you got something going, but also I, I'm glad that he didn't just get in a room and start writing with me. You know, there's, you know, Times where I wanted to write, I thought we might get a chance, but he, you know, I feel like I had to earn that right, and I'm glad he made me do that because you only get, you know, one first chance uh, to make an impression in a room, and I'm glad that he kind of let me learn, write with a lot of unknown writers like myself at the time, and kind of uh, work on my craft before I got in there with, with pros like him, and I think that um, helped me out kind of just through the whole process of being a songwriter, so. That's amazing. We got a buddy Morton. Uh,
2: he's a DJ, yeah. And he did the same kind of thing with David Guetta. And now yeah. they're, they've got this. Uh, they partnered up, and they're touring the world together you now. <sighs> but he's like same thing. It's just he. He said the uh, the David really like you know he's like made sure he got he was ready when he finally did it. And he but that's it was a persistent. big deal. And it's because
1: yeah. you know I mean no matter what you're doing when you get that chance you might not get another one. And and if you don't have something even you might have one breakout song like for me. That song was called "Chilling It," but I I had been writing songs for years, so I had stuff to follow that up. I feel like once you get that break, you better have something to to keep following it up because it's it's just pressure. It's um, you got to be ready. And I think, you know, for me though, when I did get my chance, it was because I had written songs for other people like Luke and FGL, Thomas mm-hmm. Rhett, and finally these record labels were like, you know, why are you, if you're writing them and singing them, they're hearing my versions. Like, why don't you just sing? on like, hell, that's a great idea. I'm, I'm down for that. <laughs> and, uh, that's kind of what really started it. And when I started doing shows, you know, Luke, i we, um, he was on tour with FGL and Thompson Square and, um, lead singer, uh, Kiefer for Thompson Square had some vocal issues and they needed somebody to fill in last minute. And I remember Carrie, she manages me and Luke, um, Called and asked if I could be on a bus by noon, and it was that morning. We had like two hours. I was like, "Yeah, where are we going?" And we got to go open up the tour. No record deal, uh, straight just threw me to the wolves, man. I, I got to go out there and stuff like that. I mean, I can't imagine. I would not want to watch a replay of that show because I was, <laughs> I, I was amped up, man. But that's just you know, opportunities like that. I, I feel like um, you know, you, you got to be ready when they happen. Even if you you're not ready, you better uh, you better get ready soon. So that's it. That's awesome, yep. man. Yeah, got to rise the occasion, right? Yep.
2: I kind of felt that way with my first thing too, man. It's just, it was, I had no idea what I was doing
1: going in, man. But I said, you know what, I'm here. I'm going to show up and I'm going to get through it. That's it. Yeah. Showing up, That's a, that's a that's part of it too. I mean, I remember somebody told me when I got one of my first songs recorded, I think Dallas Davidson, he said... He's like, look. Now's when a lot of people think you've made it, and you, you kind of can take time off. He's like, show up. He's like, you never know, and that's a big deal in songwriting. You could go in with no idea, and then walk out of there with a song that changes your life, and everybody right. else yeah. is around you. You know, it's, uh, it's a it's crazy thing. Music's a powerful thing. Absolutely. Do,
0: do you have a specific routine that you do before writing, or
1: <laughs> no? You know, we're uh, all the time people ask, like, you know, how do you come up with ideas? And it's really just being aware of what's going on living. I mean, I remember uh, back in the day, Luke, when I asked him advice, now people ask me advice about songwriting. And I remember he sent back a one-word answer, and I thought he was kind of being smart with me. He said, uh, live is the advice. And I was like, wow, and the older I get, I look back and how true that is, is you got to live to be able to write songs. And it's that's what we're trying to do. We may be r- writing about personal experiences, but we're all human. I mean, we all go through a lot of the same things. And I think you know, being able to just draw off experiences or what somebody may say and spin that into a song. It's just, we're always writing ideas down on our phone and just so you're ready. I mean, we wake up and that's, that's what's crazy about it. Sometimes you have an idea, you have a song title or a melody, but sometimes you don't have anything and you walk in there and that's why there's so many talented people in this town. You never know what you're going to come up with yeah. and that's the fun part is just the unknown and you come out with something that's, um, like I said, is life-changing and that's, kind of how we do it we just got to show up and that's the that's one of the main things is you can't cancel rights be like i don't feel like writing today because you could miss out on on a big uh big song
0: i love that live
1: yeah that's a uh pretty crazy one word uh one word answer for advice but that's uh i think that's a good advice for a lot of things i was i was reading that you uh graduated from uh was it georgian southern university georgia southern statesboro georgia man that's uh you know my My mom, my dad, both of my brothers, everybody went to to school there. So for me, that was kind of my only only school I applied to. I don't know if I could have gotten in anywhere else, anyway. But that was (laughs) uh, that's just a special place to me. I grew up going to football games there, and you know that's where I started playing the bars when I got there, and those those were my first shows ever. And you know, just the. uh, I always, you know, give shout outs to Georgia Southern just because that's where my career started. So I'm a huge, huge fan. People think no. I'm a dogs fan because I'm from Georgia, but that's Luke and Aldine and all them. I'm, I'm sticking with my, my school in statesboro Georgia Southern. So nice, yeah, love that. Hey, what, what did you study while you're there? I was a marketing major. Oh, so nice. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, and that, uh, but that took me a couple of years. I really didn't know. I mean, that's what I didn't know what I was interested. I always kind of, you know. I, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. My uh, brother, he was an engineer. My other brother's a lawyer. And I'm like, man, the pressure's on. Like, I don't know what I'm here. I'm singing songs in bars. But then I finally realized that, you know, maybe I could use this marketing thing. And I think it's it has helped me in some aspects. I mean, even the t-shirt, selling t-shirts and and how you uh, get that out there. I mean, I think there's some classes that, I don't remember everything from college, but uh, (laughs) there's maybe a few things that I'd like to say that I've learned. But a lot of it came from real life experiences and, and the connections you make and stuff like that. If I'd have never met Luke, if I'd have never met my fraternity brother that I played the bars with, I, I might not be sitting here talking to y'all, just thinking, I mean, that's scary to think about, but it's, um, yeah. you know, those moments that change everything. You might not know it right then, but you look back and it's like, man, where would I be if it wasn't for that? You know, that's, it's um, powerful.
2: Yeah, I mean, and those opportunities are great, right? Because luck comes around every now and again, but it's what you do when that opportunity,
1: how, how do you show up, right? And, Absolutely. I think that's, you know, and people are always going to look at you like, oh, overnight success. You know, they don't see the, you know, the, seven years you were in town before anything happened before, you know, they, they see that and they don't see all the work that goes into it. But, um, you know, and I think that's what makes it worth it is, is just knowing that man, how hard it is in this business. And the fact that I moved here, not knowing if I'd ever make it, I just knew I had to be around music. I I knew that there was nothing in this world that made me feel like music. And I said, Hey, I may never write a song good enough, may never get a record deal, but I'm going to work around the music because that's you know that's what i love and that's uh, it it paid off so yeah man paid off big time man big big <laughs> yeah. fan of your work man thank you brother yeah you have a favorite song or a favorite song to perform well we just uh, just put out my fourth studio album that's crazy to think about so um the latest song i just had my first duet Laney wilson um song called never say never that's uh, yeah. been a big big song for both of our careers and that right now that one's fun to to play live but for me, all time, um, my song You Should Be Here that I wrote um, after losing my dad, I think is something that, that I always say that if that's the best song I ever write, then I'm fine with that. I always also say that I wish I'd have never had to write it, but that just shows you that you know music's always been there for me. And now to be on the other side of that, to be able to write songs and share things I've been through and hear other people's stories. I mean, I don't think they realize that, they think this song means something to them. Their stories letting me know that, hey, I'm not alone in feeling like this. We, If you ever lost someone, you love everybody. It feels like that. And to me, I mean, that song is so special. And as much as I wish I wouldn't have had to write it, I really do think that that is the, it's the example of the power of a song and power of music. And um, those are a couple of favorites I, I love playing. So,
0: Who uh, who were some of your early inspirations? Like who kind of made you feel similar?
1: Yeah, um, you know, for me, Randy Travis was my first uh, mm. first concert my grandparents took me to. But honestly, when I fell in love with country music, and just music in general it was the 90s. I mean, that's when I was growing up. So 90s country, you always hear people talk about it. But it's, I mean, honestly, every artist. Reba was uh, one of the few artists that came to my little small town yeah. every year. And she had everybody from Brooks and Dunn to, I mean, anybody you can think of opening for. I mean, she was, you know, a big deal and still is. But it's just every artist, all those songs. I mean, that's where... I knew I was falling in love with country music was as a kid in the '90s. So that's uh, Alan Jackson. You know, people from my home state. I think there's so many artists and songwriters from the state of Georgia over the past ten or so years. I mean, it's and they're still coming. It's it's crazy. People are like, "What's in the water?" You know. But I think a lot of it is is people like Jason Aldean. When I was in college, playing cover songs. You know, his first album came out and I just remember being like, man, this guy's from Macon right down the road, like an hour and a half from this bar I'm playing in right now. That's, And I think it gives you a, a, some sort of feeling like, man, if, if they can do it, maybe I can. And just knowing that they're from the same state as you. I mean, just something simple like that. So for me, uh, you know, all the Georgia artists that, that came before me certainly uh, influenced me and, and probably a big part of why I'm here. So,
2: Have you seen uh, country music change a lot in the last 10, 20 years?
1: Yeah, I mean it's changed. It's it's. I think it's always going to be changing. But for me, um, yeah, right when I kind of got my chance, uh, you know, around two thousand twelve or so. I mean, it was a different game. You know, uh, Florida, Georgia line busted onto the scene with Cruz and just the sound of everything. It, it's it's always going to be changing. But now I feel like it's kind of going back to the the country or side of things. You see artists that yeah. are um, you know, going going that route, and I'm I love that. I've you know I grew up on nineties country, so if it goes back that direction, I'm fine. But also I love the fun stuff, the, you know, the the modern stuff too. So it's just trying to find that balance for me is what, because I, as much as I love country music, I love all kinds of music and, you know, there's diehard country fans. That's all they want to hear is steel guitar, fiddle and all. And I'm, I'm cool with that, but I don't think, I don't know. I just, to me, I've never thought a an instrument or a sound made something country. I feel, fig- I feel like it's who you are and, and the lyrics. I'm a lyric guy, you know, when I'm in the room and I think that's, uh, you know, it's more than just an instrument to me, but I, I, I do love uh, all kinds of music. And you've had, it,
2: man, like such an awesome career. and yeah. It's been, even from the outside, fun to watch, but are there any things that you haven't
1: done yet that you want to still achieve? You know, for me, I've just, uh, music's always, you know, been. there's things in my career I feel like I, I'm not where I want to be there, but other than get better at golf, I mean, that's, that's so, it, I yeah, haven't yeah, achieved yeah. that. I don't know if I'll ever achieve yeah. that, but yeah, there's, um you know, for me, I've we're uh in the middle of starting to build a house. I mean, that's something I've always dreamed of. And um, you know, without these past few years of getting to do what I love, you know, that wouldn't be possible. So yeah, I'm um, it's still a long way to go in my career, what I wanna do. So I think now I'm just still focused on on that and hopefully settling down and having a family someday. But we'll uh we'll see about all that. So There you go.
0: There you go. Yeah. Everything happens, you know, when it should. Yep. Right.
1: I agree. I always say I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be when I'm supposed to be there. That's that's great. I love that I'm gonna use that. I love that.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely, definitely a nineties kid as well. Yeah. Just what are y'all like? What are y'all
1: listening to? Just y'all listen to all kinds of stuff. Yeah, like how
0: like literally all across the board. Like music is meant to be enjoyed. And like there are things in every genre I can find that I like. So like if you you know, if you open my playlist, you're just I mean, you can find anything. (laughs)
1: Yeah, but I love that though. That's what. There's so many people that take music so serious, where it's like if this isn't what they like, then they're gonna hate on it. And it's just like just turn the station, listen to what you want to. There's I mean, all these streaming services. That's the beauty of it now. It's like you don't have to listen to like pick whatever you want to listen to. But it's people get very like they're 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 serious about their music, man. And I uh, I get it, but it's just hey, if you don't like it, turn it, uh, find something else. There's so much music out there to be found, and um, I love it. You know, I love all of it. Yeah, live and let live, right? That's right. Yeah, I, I grew up with uh, country music. Yeah. My mom's a huge fan, yeah. yeah. Where are you from?
2: Uh, I'm from California. California. okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, and my mom grew up on a farm, but Northern California, mm-hmm. um, and moved down south and just enjoying that, and yeah. grew up with uh, like
1: a, a lot of rock, yeah. you know, metal, yep. you know, Pantera, Metallica. Absolutely. That. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, see, that's what, when I'm talking about the 90s coming up, I remember listening, to, I'm getting ready for football games and all, we weren't. Blair and, uh, you know, country music. We were, we were listening to that stuff, Metallica, whatever it was. But I remember, you know, going through that phase where I, I listened to a lot of that music. And I think if you, even some of my songs on my albums, uh, and my producer had a lot, Michael Carter's a rocking dude. I mean, he loves guitars and just rocking stuff. So some of my songs, I think you can hear a rock influence. I mean, they're not all, yeah. Um, you know, sad ballads there. A lot of them are up-tempo, rocking songs. I think, you know, that's just from loving all kinds of music, honestly. Yeah, no, I've, I've had, I've noticed a transition
2: uh, in where I'm at in my life and who I am. And mm-hmm. as I was discovering myself uh, as a young teen and into my adulthood, uh, the transition, like I used to listen to emo music because that's what was yeah. going on yeah. when I was in high oh, school, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's
1: what, I mean, it's kind of what everybody around you is listening to. I mean, I you, you want to, you listen to whatever you want, but I just think, you know, it depends on your friends and what, what's popular at the time and I think we all you know in high school I just remember going on we listened to you know everything and that's uh, I think that's a good way to be you find what you love but for me I always kind of gravitated back to country just because of the lyrics and the the way it spoke to me I knew from early on as a kid listening to songs and the way they made me feel I was like man this is I feel like I I've got to do something in music you know so
0: that's the thing it's like that's why my playlist is so you know diverse and varied it's yep. you know Similar to Brock, you know, my mom grew up in Dallas and had rock and roll, country, Steve, you know, Steve yeah, Miller, absolutely. Black Sabbath, yep. all of it, Soundgarden, but like whether you're Garth Brooks, everything, but like. If you're going to the gym, you want one thing. Yep. If you're chilling by the pool, you want one thing. If you're on the golf course, you want, you know, so it's like, that's the beauty of it.
1: It is. It really is. I mean, I think that's, that's why it's music. I mean, there's so much of it out there for, there's a song for every situation, you know, whether it's country, rock, whatever it is. I think it's just, it's all opinion anyway. So it's, and these days, like I said, there's so many places to get music and, and ways to hear it that, I mean, make a playlist, and that's a good playlist with a little bit of everythings uh you know that's that's mandatory for the course, you know, so
0: a little reggae yeah whatever mood we're in you
1: know <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly,
2: exactly. <laughs> that's awesome Have uh, you ever had any uh fans rush on
1: stage or anything like that? yeah, um yeah. I mean not a lot though we've got there's security for that, but uh i'm I'm sure at some point every the year somebody's come up there, but a lot of the times they're you know just. Right there in the front, and putting their drinks on stage or whatever. They're not really yeah. hopping up there. I've never had to, uh, never had any scary moments where anybody had to get tackled or anything. It's just they're all just having fun, but probably that's a it. little intoxicated when they do that. <laughs> so uh, I'm, yeah. hey, whatever. If they're trying to get up there, at least they're having a good time. But I don't, uh, I, I don't request them to get up there. I know that that's not us. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, never yeah, know. Yeah. There's some crazy folks out there. So yep. gotta gotta be safe out there.
2: We're, I was, uh, I took Will, I think, to your first country festival concert well, you know, for, stage coach yeah for yeah. stage coach um and you notice know just a different vibe with country music fans yeah. man it's like all everyone's <laughs> on the same page everyone's having a good
1: time man. i love it yeah, yeah. and some people i just you know I, I feel like you know country music like you we were saying before we started this you know stage coach now everybody wants to go. I mean, it's country music but there's you know all those california folks they're they're loving it too having a good time and i've only played it a few times but um you know, the last time I did it, I swear I think that's the first time I ever met you at a Madison, a Madison club. club. Yeah, yeah. We, you were at the outside of the house. We pulled up, and uh, it was like this is Melvin's son, and we—I uh, don't even know who all you were with. It looked like y'all were having a yeah, good we time. So-, so I was like, man, I, we might want to quit golf and just hang with them, dude. But that yeah. was one of the best days. That was the first uh, Discovery Land I ever. I'd ever been to so Madison Club first one right before Stagecoach. Yep, first uh, first time I'd ever played anything, ever seen anything like that. Number one, but (laughs) that was a crazy story, crazy day. So
0: oh well, yeah, yeah, we had we had so much so much fun. Yeah, do you have any favorite Madison Club memories?
1: Uh, I mean, yeah that that whole experience. You know, we stayed. It was right across the street from Stagecoach. We stayed in that a house bigger than the town I grew up in. (laughs) Um. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I remember I was so excited, Staley always um makes fun of me, but I mean sunrise, I was outside hitting balls outside my door because I couldn't believe that there was like a personal little <laughs> driving range out there. I'm like, this is is this heaven? Like what is this? And I was just like a kid and I, I wanted to enjoy it. So I was up there hitting balls. We had a blast and just to to see the people out there and bathe in suit, whatever it is, you know, just playing. I just thought it was the coolest experience ever, but um, rewind a little bit, getting out there, we flew, uh, the NFL draft was like the night before we went out there, and uh, Luke had to do something with the draft, we're waiting, and he's like, hey, why don't you fly out here with us? JJ was there, Steli, like all these Folks, I'm like, what are we going to do there? We're going to Madison Club. I didn't even know what it was, you know. And So we're on the flight, and I hear JJ talk. He wasn't even talking to me. He's talking to Luke, and I hear something about Phil or something, and I'm trying to act like I'm not listening like Phil. And I finally, I was like, wait. I was like, what are you talking about? Phil who? He's like, Phil, I think he's going to come play a few holes with us tomorrow. I'm like, ah, yeah, good. Good one. And uh, he's like, I'm serious. I'm like, no, no chance. And at this time, I didn't know J.J. Well, I didn't realize like what I was about to be getting into uh, at, at Madison Club. But sure enough, um, you know, halfway through the day, Phil just rolls up on a cart. And, um, you know, Luke's out there. We're, we get to meet him and cool dude, you know. And uh, he actually was standing back there. I, my first tee shot, I was so nervous and he's behind me. and I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, please just, just hit the ball. Phil's watching. I hit it. It hit it kind of thin. It wasn't great, but it got on the green, and I'm, like, turning around thinking he's going to say, like, good shot. He wasn't even looking. He was like talking to somebody <laughs> oh. in the background. I'm like, God, still? But uh, that was just one of the—that was, you know, just moments like that. I just feel like that is what you get, like, Discoveryland, no matter what property. You never know who you're going to see, and it's just— um I mean that's that's a memory I'll never forget. I mean, growing up being a huge golf fan, you don't not every day you get to play a couple holes with uh, Phil Mickelson. So that was one of my favorite uh, memories on on any golf course. But that was first time first uh, first time at Madison Club.
0: Love hearing that. And hey, I'm sure Phil saw the ball on the
1: green when you guys got up there. I'm, and, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not three putted. So, but it was just I mean, just to be around like any pro you ever get to play with, you know, oh, JT, yeah. any of them, just to see the way they hit it. It's not even in the same. Uh, atmospheres us I mean it's, it's crazy but they're also I mean that's what they do you know everybody's got to be good at something and as much as we want to be great at golf it's like we don't put in uh, near enough time or work so I feel like they get insulted when we just want to be good and knowing how hard they work at it you know so um but that was a man what a cool memory that was I'll never never forget that
0: 100% I mean playing with a pro it, it does like change the dynamic of like the entire group right yeah when you're out there it's
1: yeah, and they're not they're not even trying, you know, they're they try um, Thursday through Sunday and when they're out there with us, they're just they could be doing anything else. That's like me going to sing karaoke with my buddies or something. So like, right. what are we right. like I'm just I'm just here to have fun. They're not really uh, focused like they would be in a tournament. So yeah. it's always a good time.
0: That's hilarious.
1: Are there any uh, spots around Nashville that you play, that you you really enjoy? Uh, You know, I don't play a whole lot in Nashville. Um, People always ask, you know, because a lot of people come up, some people get found on Broadway playing all that. But I just, when I got here, I pretty much went to work on the road with Luke, you know, selling t-shirts. So I wasn't in town a lot. I kind of quit playing shows when I moved to Nashville out of college and and did that. But uh, downtown's always fun. Um, The stage, I used to go there every Tuesday night. My buddy, Craig Campbell, um, he's he's an artist uh, that, that, you know, I'm a fan of, and he's one of my oldest friends in town, but he used to always play every Tuesday night. I'd be off the road, go down there, and his band, I'd always get up and, and sing a couple songs. So that was like the only chance I ever had to really sing. And, um, that was, you know, looking back, I mean, I'm, I'm glad I didn't have to come up doing that because those sets on Broadway are like four hours and oh, people man. are hammered. Make, and you got it. I mean, you're you're playing for tips. So these bands, even if they don't know it, they'll try it. Like 20 bucks, like we're playing it. And I'm like, I, there's no way I could do that. I couldn't just be up there and just <laughs> butcher a song like that. You know, so it's, um, you know, but it's fun being down there. I mean, there's some obviously historic venues. I mean, the Ryman is something on my yeah. list that, to have, you know, I've played there at charity shows and all, but I've never had like my first, you know, real ticketed show there. And that's something that a goal of mine this year that, um, this is going to be special. I think getting to play a night or two there, at um, Mother Church of Country Music. So that's somewhere that is uh, definitely on my bucket list.
0: My mother actually told me to go visit there while Dude, I was here. She it's was special. Late. It really. Is. Have yeah. y'all
1: uh, y'all made it downtown yet? Or y'all just been hanging out here? And y'all been working? I know, but we've yeah. been working the yeah. whole
0: time. But we're. I think tonight maybe. Okay. We don't know. Yeah.
1: Well, where, where we go? we'll we'll talk about that after. We'll yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, absolutely, I'm, I usually my my move is to follow Will around.
1: Oh, I know he yeah. he knows everybody, he knows all the hot spots. Don't ask me. People come to town. They're like, "What should I do?" I'm like, "Google it, man." There's yeah. like something new every week here. There's, it's insane how much Nashville has grown and yeah. just how hot the city is. I mean, it's I feel like everybody, whether it's a sports sporting event, concert, whatever, people put it on their calendar. Like, if, I, if we're going to go see our team, let's go to Nashville and see. It. And I just, it's just a Glad everything's, you know, opening back up and things are um, back rocking and um, the city is uh, it's, it's on fire, man. It's, it's, been, it's been fun to live here, but it's getting, it's getting crazy. That's why I'm kind of glad to have a piece of property out here, you know, a little away from the hustle and bustle because it's, yeah. it's nuts in, in downtown, but it's also one of the coolest cities. I've never had a friend visit that didn't say that they wanted to move here or they could live here, you know, so it's just a, it's a cool city for sure.
0: Kind of like the Summit Club in Vegas, Oh, uh, yeah, right. Like yeah. Summerlin's just far enough away, but still super close to the Strip, and it's yep. like you know,
1: that was uh, that was the second property I, I'd ever been to. Uh, Will hooked us up; we got to play before a show out there, and that's what I love about it. It's just all the pro- they're immaculate; they're perfect. But it's just you get like the desert. It's like and it's all this green, a perfect golf course right in the middle of the desert. It's just uh, it's like whether you're there. Or you know, Madison Club or Troubadour, is just, you get whatever, like, surrounding you're in, I feel like, and it's just, a, it's always an unbelievable time, too, so that's what I love, and, and that, after those two visits, I feel like that, by the time I saw Troubadour, I was like, man, I, how would you not want to be a part of this, this is, and there's so many, probably, I haven't been to, that I'm really looking uh, forward to, so, do y'all have a yeah. favorite, like, I mean, you probably you love them all, put, they're all them awesome. The you're yeah. so not gonna matter, you, you <laughs> yeah. got
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I Bakers Bay yeah. is one of my favorites I've missed every
1: um, trip everybody's ever been on there they're, oh, they're like hey we got yeah. a spot for you I'm like I can't I yeah. want to so bad but I've heard <laughs> man, great you, things you so and me both man hey, say, well we hey, need hey, to hey, go uh, <laughs> we, we, uh, we got to find some time because that place is I mean just heard some great stories it's just a it's got to be a cool spot for people to love it the way they do but I mean honestly everyone I've ever seen it's just it's got its own thing but it's all the same theme and, and I love uh, I just love the way y'all do things so do you have any uh, dream collabs you haven't done yet? Oh man, um, you know I, I just did my I, I did a song a few years ago with Dirks Bentley that was uh, fun just because I've always been a huge Dirks fan and then as I said earlier, just uh, had that duet with Lanny Wilson that was mm-hmm. that was amazing. Uh, but for me, I don't know. You know, I, I'm trying to think who um, who. I would love to collaborate. I mean, anybody. I, I think that's a, and you said Shay was talking about it. I think it's such a big thing. It's always been a big thing in other genres, but I don't know why it took country music this long to kinda of pick up on like, hey, another artist on this is gonna make it bigger because they're fans and your fans and it's just a, it's something now that's really popular. You're gonna see a lot more of that. So but for me, um, I don't know if there's anything I could ever do with Eric Church. I mean, he's uh you know, one of the big reasons I ever wanted to be a songwriter. His first album I mean, really changed the way I thought about things and, and the way I looked at music and songwriting. And so uh, if me and the chief could do something someday, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah.
0: I would definitely download it and, to it and purchase it. <laughs> yeah, we'll whatever. work on it, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. How, often, how often are you on the road? Like, how much time do you spend on the road?
1: You know, uh, it just kind of depends. We've... Um, you know, now that we're back at it, we uh, we toured with Thomas Rhett last year, um, got to go out and really get back into things, uh, the larger venues and stuff, so it was good to see that coming back. But now we just got back from the West Coast, had three in a row out there, um, and uh, we're we're. I think heading out this weekend. So it just kind of, it depends. I mean, I think the summer we're about to have to start doing a lot of festivals and stuff. So we're, we're getting back busy. And I think after all that time off, I've told everybody, I was like, look, I don't, it's different. You, I feel like you want time off sometimes when it's busy, but when you're forced to take it, it's a, it's a different world. So I'm ready to get back to work. And I I told him to keep me busy. It's time to, uh, we missed it. And I, I just think even now, like getting back on stage, you know, you try not to take anything for granted, but we're we're human, you know. But I, it gets taken away from you. And now I just think I have a deeper appreciation of not just being on stage, but the fans and the people, the interaction. I never knew how much I need that. That's what, you know, I feed off of. That's their energy. And uh, to be back out there and just to see, you know. I met a family out in uh, Sacramento that was going through a tough time and, and, you know, dedicated my song, You Should Be Here. And just to, to see the the power of music and how it can impact people is, uh, you know, I kind of forgotten that. And just to be back in that spot now to, you know, and seeing how happy everybody is to be back and, and to be able yeah. to go to concerts. know, i just think it's, uh, I don't know. It's, I, I think if, you know, there's a lot of bad stuff that we've been through the past few years, but I think if you could, you know, one good thing you can take away is that if you're more appreciative then maybe it wasn't all bad, you know, I think we're, it gave us a chance to stop and really look what's important, you know, in life. And I mm-hmm. think, um, you know that's one thing that I'm thankful for the the break I've had the past couple of years. So, but it's good to be back, I'll tell you that. Yeah,
2: we were kind of talking to Brett Hole. You know, he obviously yeah. he's had such an incredible career, uh, yeah, in hockey. He's yep. guy's a beast. Uh, but he was saying, as a music fan, he's like, I didn't really get to experience being on the ice that feeling that it would be like to be a singer, be a, a performer on stage. And, it's hard to fathom because,
1: you know, you think everyone has all eyes on you, man. Yeah. So I would say, I, what I want to know is like, what does that feel like? That is, man, that's a good question because I've always wanted to know what it felt like to score a goal or hit yeah. a walk-off home run <laughs> or any of that. So I just, um, I, there's nothing like it. It's hard to put it into words because I feel like up there, you know, off stage, I'm just, I feel like when people, that they've never seen me on stage with just hanging out, they when I go up, they're like, wait, who's this guy? It's just a different, I, I'm the most comfortable I ever am is on stage because this is my time. I'm in control. I know what I'm doing, and um, but it is it's a it's pressure. I mean, before you go out there, those people are counting on you to uh, to put on a show and have a good time. But I I thrive and I, I just love that right moment before you go on stage, knowing that man, this is it's in my hand here for them to have a good night. Um, I'm in control of that, so let's let's go do it. But it is I, I've always you know wondered what it'd be like to, in the sporting world to do that. So I think you know whatever that felt like to him to score a goal and hear those roars. I mean, it's it's, it's got to be something similar. It's just at least, um, you know, he's not out there singing. He gets to, uh, you know, just just be awesome on the ice. But me, uh, yeah, you just never know. And the fans, they're there to have a good time. And even if you have an off night, that's one thing I've always looked at sports and music. It's like if I have an off night, I'm going to know it, and I might get, get upset about it, but nobody out there is going to know it. Like if an athlete has a bad night, Everybody knows it. You know what I mean? It's just a. It's, a good that's, point. It, it's I've, I've never really thought about it like that, but it it really is true that you know I could um you know we're always going to give it everything we got, but sometimes your voice isn't the best or you're you're run down, you're tired, and it's just it's hard to find the energy to do it. But people, you know, for the most part, they're not going to ca- catch on to that as opposed to athletes on the spot. You know, it's you mess up and you're going to get talked about. It, the media is going to crush you. Stuff like that. We don't. You know, fans don't really. It's just like hey. He had an off night. And people, half the crowd didn't even know it, you know. So it's um, it's, it's a little different in, in sports and music. So
0: like missing a note, yeah, it's gonna fly by. But like missing a goal, absolutely. That's what,
1: away. yeah, that yeah. exactly. It's just uh, it's they they have it a little tougher in in that uh that aspect, I think. So yeah, it's cool. I definitely never thought about it like yeah. that. Uh, I'm
0: sure there's like a bunch of different things, you know, to like balance some of that. But that's like a super unique. Thought yeah, I think thought about it. Yeah. That. That,
1: that and the you said earlier, like getting your chance, like being ready. I think that's a lot in in, in your business and in sports and uh, you know in music. I just think once you get your chance, you just don't know what you, if you're going to get another one, and you just got to be ready at all times. And I think that's something else that is. Um, you know, whether it's athletes acting, whatever, like people work their whole life to get a chance. And that's, uh, that's all you can ask for is just a chance. You know, yeah. some people don't ever get that. And if you ever get it, you better, you know, you want to give it all you got and be ready for it. So, yeah. And it's the
2: gratitude when you get there
1: too, I would oh, say, man. cause I've
2: been around, I've been on so many sets now that yep.
1: you see people that don't
2: really enjoy their time there or they're getting angry, getting upset. I'm like, man, I, I would five years ago, 10 years ago, even now I'd kill to be here
1: Yep. And Why are you taking
2: away from that? Exactly, know? and that yeah. is,
1: that is uh, you know, that's a good way to look at it because I think the more you're around any business, I just think you get used to it, and some people get jaded, and it's just, it's, but you try to, if you can think back to how you thought and how you felt, you know, trying to get there, you'd have given anything. Like, even now, I, I'm just being honest, you know, there may be tough days where I'm like, I'm tired. I don't I have to do radio interviews or this and that, and it's just, you know, the, the second I feel myself start to maybe start to complain. It's like, hey, there's a, you know how many people are out there that would kill to do a radio interview about their song right now? And it's just, I think it takes those tough times, uh, those grinding uh, years that trying to make it to, Make you appreciate it. You got, you can look back and say, man. And if you just do that, I remember my mom, she used to always tell me, I, I, cause in this business, you want, what's next? How am I going to get here? How am I going to get here? Instead of just stopping and saying, look what you've done, man. I mean, just take a break and enjoy that. And it's just hard. It's, um, in a a lot of businesses, you're, you're always on the grind trying to see what's coming next. And, um, sometimes we just need to be proud of, of, um, what got us here and, and what we've done already. So. Yeah, I had one
2: of those moments where it was just like I, I was in it and I was sleeping on couches. Finally, I got my own place. Work started picking up. I had a little money in the bank and, yeah. and I was just like doing all the work I could possibly do. So I was just focused on going, what's the next? What's next? What's next? What's next? Yep. And then all of a sudden, I'm sitting on my couch randomly one night, you know, a year into living in this new place. First time I ever had my own place, yep. you know, first time I had my own couch. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I'm sitting here and I just had a moment of like, holy shit,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it was the first time I like sat with myself in that moment of like, damn, I am
1: so grateful and I'm not living in the future now. I'm living in this moment right now. Everything I said I was going to do, I'm doing. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, if you can do that, that's great. It's hard to do sometimes, you know, you don't even have time to do that a lot of the times. But I think that for me, the pandemic, that's kind of when I had those moments where it was like, really like, man, even if it doesn't come back, what if I never get to play another show? Like I would have never thought I've even got this far, you know, but I'm so thankful that, we are back, and everything's um, back rocking. Dude, appreciate you, man. Dude, you are awesome, man. I enjoy the rest of your time in Nashville. Appreciate y'all having me. Yeah, yeah. man. Thank you so Thanks. much. Yep. Thanks, brother. Thanks for tuning in
0: to Studio 22.
2: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring.